You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes podcast, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters, who is joining us live from the DNVR bar in downtown Denver. I know. It's like, it's like when you make that pilgrimage to Mecca. Like <laughs> We, we've seen this as an employee of all city. You've seen this place through countless shows and Twitter, Twitter feeds. Um, and I'm here. So it's, 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 uh, it's very exciting. A lot of the, the DNVR crews upstairs, there's a football show going on now, hockey soon to follow. So it's, it's a buzz with excitement down here at DNVR, except for the bar. It is not <laughs> buzzing with excitement. Getting ready yeah. for a remodel here. What's that, Craig? You should, uh, you should get up there and hang a PHNX banner right over that DNVR banner. No, like it's just, right. Nobody there right now. Right takeover. Get a, a PHNX takeover of Denver. I'm in. Well, one day we'll have our own bar, so we won't need to. Yes, do we that. will. Very soon, coming soon. Um, it makes me excited, especially seeing all the videos of them watching Avalanche games. I just think maybe one day the Coyotes will be amazing and we'll all be cheering in the phx bar but it, you know it's one like, can it's dream like all this convergence for the the phoenix hockey fans we talk about the new building we talk about the rebuild and we also talk about the phnx bar all coming together when this team is ready to make the playoffs hopefully we're all here at the same time we'll sit and watch it at the bar i'm in like i'm ready i'm ready like right now i know me too Let's but go. We, we got to get four there peaks. first we got yeah with especially with four peaks um but to get there we got to make it through the rebuild. Um, obviously, we talk about the Coyotes rebuild. It probably comes up every single day. It should just be the free space on the Coyote PHNX Coyotes bingo card um, is rebuild. Rebuild reminder. We say it all the time. I wish I had the button here, but I don't. Um, but, you know, the Stanley Cup finals going on right now with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche, obviously. But those two teams were not always in the position that they're in today to be these powerhouse teams they also went through periods of struggle like the coyotes are in right now it just feels a little harder because it feels like the coyotes are always in positions of struggles but that's for another day we're going to talk about the rebuilds that got the lightning and the avalanche to where they are today and kind of take a look at how both of those teams were built over time and kind of and compare it to what the coyotes are doing right now where they are right now and hopefully 
our conclusion will be that the Coyotes are on the right path, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. So which team do you want to start with? Craig. Oh, we're, you're in, you're in. Is Craig even here? Like, has he said anything yet? <laughs> we might as well start with the avalanche. It's alphabetical order and you're sitting in the DNVR bar, Petey. So I got my pom poms ready for game two. Oh, boy. Breckenridge Brewery pom poms. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, my gosh. Let's okay. Go. So, yeah, let's start with the Colorado avalanche. Um, obviously, since they're the ones who are making their first Stanley Cup final appearance in many, many years. Um, so, for those listening on audio, we have a graphic here with, that shows the players that were drafted and the players that were acquired by trade. So just looking at or signs first, free agents or yes, trades or free agents. Um, so just from a quick look, you can see that there's actually a few more players from the trades and free agents on this list. But the significance of this list for me on the draft side is how high those picks were. So yes. we've got, Gabriel Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr, Bowen Byram, and Alex Newhook, all of those players drafted in the top 20 of the NHL draft. Nobody outside of that. Actually, the top 16 even, um, which is the most impressive part of that draft side of that list. Yeah, it really struck me that you, you know when you're talking about all those big names in this lineup, they weren't just first-round picks. They were high first-round picks. So it tells you... It, it tells you how much Colorado struggled for a while or, you know, they acquired some of those picks other ways. But it tells you, you know, that you have to be at the very bottom of the standings for a while and get some of these type of players, certainly when they got Landis, Gog and McKinnon. Um, but but to have all those first round picks, we're, you're going to see the juxtaposition when we flip to Tampa a little later. You know, there are obviously some players that Colorado's drafted outside the first round that are playing roles, but these are big names we're talking about. And then you flip over to the right column and there are, there are a ton of pieces that they've had to fill in via trades or free agent signings, and they've done it. I, I like a lot of their moves, but that is certainly not the the easier way. I guess if you if you can draft really well, and we'll see how well the Tampa Bay Lightning did it, you don't have to make as many of those external moves. You've got a core to build around. You've got a big core to build around. Petey, your thoughts? You know, it's interesting, and we talk about how you have to get bad before you can get good. Colorado Avalanche have been there. And this is a team, they, they finished with 48 points in 2017. Yeah. 48 in 2017. Like the Coyotes had 57. So to give you an idea, we, we talk about how bad this season was for the Coyotes. Colorado Avalanche went through a lot of pain. They were last in the North uh, Northwest Division several times in the early 2000s. But that's how you have to play to get good. You don't get those top 15 draft picks. You don't get the top four draft picks. They had the top four pick four times during that era where you get Landis Gog, you get McKinnon, Byron, and McCarr. Those are the guys that get you over the hump. So for Coyotes fans, these painfully miserable seasons where you're looking at a 57-point season, you have to do it. Because if you don't, you don't get Landis Gog, you don't get McKinnon, and then you're not in the Stanley Cup Finals five years down the road. And I know that's... You know, we talk about hope, we talk about vision, we talk about where this team can get to. That's where Colorado built this team. And you talk about their draft picks as juxtaposed to what Tampa did in their draft. Colorado built from the high-end draft picks. That's where they built this team. That's where their core is from. That's where their top players are from, from the high-end draft. So it's imperative. If you follow the Colorado Avalanche model, you need to struggle for a few years. You need to have a few down years to get those high picks. And so here we are. 
with the Coyotes rebuild doing just that. And so here we are. We've got the number three pick overall. Is that a guy we're talking about five years from now going, hey, we got that number three pick because we sucked, but now he's our leader taking us into the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know what's interesting about that too? When you talk about needing to have sustained misery, um, when you look at the teams that we talk about as the dominant teams of this era, Tampa, Chicago, Pittsburgh, they all went through that. They were they had really lean years where they were suffering on the ice. They were suffering at the box office. They were suffering in just all areas of the franchise. It took that to get that sustained success. There have been some teams that haven't had to do that, that have won maybe one cup. Like, like you look at the Boston Bruins, who have been able to sustain success, but it got them just one cup. So I guess it's the question is, which would you rather have? Would you rather go through those really lean years where you acquire – enough draft assets, enough pieces to really build sustained success? Or do you want a team that's always good and occasionally contends for a cup? I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I've thought about that a lot because I don't know. Oh, it's so hard because you just constantly let down when they're not winning. But then do you, do you want the high highs and, and that, but then it comes with the low lows? I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I'll just I just want a high high for the Coyotes. <laughs> but it's tough because you look at what the LA Kings do, and you, you you have to you have to clear your cupboards to get to this point to not only fill in for your draft pick, you need to get free agents, and you're going to have to trade some assets to do that. So, looking at the GMBA Armstrong model right now of acquiring all of these assets over time. I think it's going to be imperative, and I I don't think it's just this year's draft or next year's draft. I think he needs to stop the draft cupboards for four and five years out. Even though we might think that that's an infinity away, those picks are going to be really valuable because you're going to need to trade some of those picks to get the guys in four or five years to really put you into the area of the, you know the, the promised land and into the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. So I think it's important you look into the future for those picks too. And when we're talking about timelines, you know, I think with Coyotes fans, you know, you, you talk about winning cups, right? Everybody wants to win the cup and that's the ultimate goal. But I think a lot of Coyotes fans would be okay if this team got to the point where it was a consistent playoff team. And then you hope at some point they get to that next level. But look at the timelines with these two teams. Like uh, Gabe Landeskog and Nathan McKinnon came in 2011 and 2013 drafts. It's 2022. This team is finally in the cup final. That's a long time to wait, right? Look at the lightning. They got Steven Stamkos in what, 2008, Victor Edmond in 2009. They won their first cup in 2020 with this. Yeah. Okay, so 2032 Stanley Cup for the Arizona <laughs> While it, it, I mean, yeah. it can be done a little faster. The Blackhawks probably did it a little faster. Pittsburgh certainly did it faster for the first one they won with Crosby. It's not impossible, but you see these other examples. Yeah. You, got, you really have to manage your expectations. That was another thing I was going to point out. And another thing Nicholas said in the chat is they've had lottery luck, which – um, the Coyotes have yet to have. We also talk about that again and again. Um, but you see what the they've hit on. I mean, Kale McCarr being a fourth overall pick. Yeah. You can get amazing players in the top five. So I think, especially in this year's draft for the Coyotes, since there's no consensus number one, picking third will be a good situation. I think that this will this draft this year for the Coyotes will be kind of the start of that. So when we're looking at maybe a graphic like this for the Coyotes in 10 years, the person picked third overall this year is going to be part of that. This is who the Coyotes drafted to get to this point. So that, I mean, that's me having some hope. 
Well, let's yeah, go the lightning graphic and take a look at how they've done it because it's it's a different path. Yes. So looking at this one instantly, you can see the difference from the Colorado Avalanche, and that is that the Lightning have built this almost exclusively in the draft. Their draft list is so much longer than their free agent and trade acquisition list that only has four names versus the draft list that has, and I'll name them, Alex Kaloran, Steven Samkos, Victor Hedman, Nikita Kucherov, Andre Palat, Andre Vasilevsky, Braden Point, Anthony Sorelli, and Ross Colton. All of those players drafted on a timeline from 2007 to 2016. So that's almost 10 years of drafting to get to this point, whereas the free agent acquisitions trades, you got uh, Sergachev, uh, Cernak, and McDonough, and Corey Perry, obviously, last year. So just fewer pieces to fit into the almost exclusively fully drafted list. So this is a, a different approach from the abs um, and one and the other huge difference on this list with the draft list, you got Alex Kaloran at 77, Palat at 202, Point at 79, Sorelli 72, Colton 118. This isn't, you know, those top 16 picks like you were seeing for the Colorado Avalanche. This is hitting on draft picks all throughout the draft. That's why you're excited to have Daryl Plandowski in the organization, right? Yep. <laughs> he, was, he was a big part of that. And yes, he, he, listen, it's nice to have the high first round picks. And I don't think the Lightning is sitting here if they don't have Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman on their roster, number one and number two overall in back-to-back -back years. But you have to hit on some later picks as well. The Coyotes have a ton of them. Tampa, man, some of the players that they've gotten in the later rounds, it's its ridiculous. Some of the talent that they've brought in in the later rounds. How is Andre Palat a seventh-round pick? Even Nikita Kucherov, how does he fall to the second round? Anthony Sorelli is a third-round pick. Braden Point is a third-round pick. It's nuts, some of the talent that they have been able to find in the later rounds, and that has clearly been a huge part of their success. Yeah, but for sure. But you look at the two models, and they're – there's some similarities, and then they have those core pieces that they got high in the draft. But where Tampa was able to home grow some of those guys from the third round to the seventh round, Colorado had to get more guys through free agency and trades. And you look at Tampa, they've got some of some pieces through free agency and trades, but they're smaller pieces. When we talk about Corey Perry, Sergachev, McDonough, they're important, very important pieces to getting them to where they are, but they're not that central core. And the one thing that I looked at, you know, you look at Pittsburgh where they drafted their goalie that gets them through to the Stanley Cups. Tampa did the same thing. I mean, Vasilevsky being a first-round draft pick goalie, he, nobody's going to sit here and deny that, that they're not sitting where they are in their third Stanley Cup finals without Vasilevsky. So, again, you, you go to the Coyotes and go to their model. Do they need to draft a goalie here in the next few years? They, they haven't been able to, to find the franchise guy in the past through the draft. Can they do it now? Um, it's, it's a concern, but I, I, when I look at what the Coyotes can do, I see a mix between these two. I see a mix between the Tampa build and a mix between the Colorado build and that you do need some of that success in the later rounds of the draft and, and to mirror Tampa, but you also need to have some of those big free agent signings that you can do in, in similar to what Colorado did. So I think it's a mix for Arizona. I think it's somewhere meet in the middle. I think these, um, these large amount of draft picks that they have over the next few years makes them model Tampa maybe a little bit more. But I think by the time they're ready to win, I think they're going to need to sprinkle in the free agents. And unfortunately, we talked about a goalie. I, I, 
I think they're going to have to get a free agent goalie at some point when they're ready. Now, it's not tomorrow. It's not next week, next month, two years, three years. Might not be for another five, six years. But when they're ready to win, you have to get a goaltender. Yeah. Both these teams have proven that, so they're going to need a goalie. Two things. One thing you can say about Arizona that it's had success in is acquiring goaltenders who go on amazing runs in their career. So that's the one thing you can say about this organization that has been really successful over the last, you know, 10 plus years is the Coyotes for some reason get goalies when they're hot. So if the Coyotes have to acquire a free agent goalie rather than drafting one, I'm totally fine with that. I agree that I think it's going to be a mix because of the number of draft picks that the Coyotes have this year and next year and probably in years to come. You know, we talk about buying and selling. Obviously, the Coyotes right now are selling. They're just trying to acquire assets and assets and assets. So they can build, 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 build like the Tampa Bay Lightning did. When it comes time that this is time to pull the trigger, okay, we're in win-now mode, that's when you sell off your assets at that time to acquire those free agent pieces. And maybe it'll be the kind of situation where they don't have to sell off so many pieces like maybe Vegas, who really has nothing in the bank at all. And they, the Coyotes can stay good like Boston has by not, you know, completely clearing out the cupboard. Um, I don't know, but I think it's going to be a mix of the two. Like you said, maybe leaning more on the drafted part, the th- thing for me is the coyotes have to win the draft lottery next year <laughs> they have to okay at least get a top two pick they still haven't had a top two pick it's just unbelievable to me this franchise with how little success it's had has never had a top two pick it's just nuts no and i think you know what hopefully the hockey gods will finally rain down upon the arizona coyote fans and next year's the year that will be the integral piece of all of us sitting at the, the Stanley Cup parade down Van Buren in, in 2029. <laughs> not not 2032? Oh, my gosh. By the way, a special shout-out to – we have a hater in the chat, um, POV42. Thanks so much for joining us today on the PHNX Coyotes podcast. <laughs> we'll take we'll take the chat engagement. Get those we'll numbers. Yeah, sure. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being here. Um, and we obviously appreciate our, but he's in Houston, it, like Houston. Have you, like I've been in Denver for a couple of days now and I'm bitching about this humidity. Can you imagine freaking Houston? And when people <laughs> say it's a dry heat in Arizona, buddy, it's a dry heat, like 110. There's nothing like 95 in Denver. I'm just telling you in Houston, 95, this is a swamp. They're peeling you off the sidewalk at 95. <laughs> so I'm not yeah, sure. That by the way, POB 42, no, the long-term plan is not to move to Houston. If you've done your homework, you would know that already, but you apparently <laughs> have not. He's watching us at noon. Do you think he did his homework at any point? No. Might be day drinking. <laughs> day oh drinking. I'd be, I'm in a bar and I'm not day drinking. Come on, Petey. I know. What if I just went behind the bar and grabbed one? I don't know. I mean, who, who no knows? one's stopping you. Do? Are we gonna fire me? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll take you back. We'll exactly. take you back. No, oh here. man. Well, we've been talking a lot about the Lightning and the Avalanche and how they've rebuilt, and they'll play in Game Two tomorrow night. Um, right now, Avalanche favored at home on the money line minus one fifty-five. I don't know if this is gonna be Sean's DraftKings pick of the week, but let's bring him in to see because I know it's gonna be a hockey pick. It is indeed a hockey pick. Um, it's not going to be the, the line in particular, but 
we were catching a little bit of flack from the the DNVR peeps about our picks for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And as Leah already knows, after game one, I doubled down on it. And I bet on, I bet, uh, I think $20 on the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the series. So that is going to be my DraftKings pick of the week. Tampa Bay Lightning at plus 230 to win the series. Um, Obviously, that game was close. Like, it went to overtime. It was basically a coin flip. This is the third time this playoffs that they've lost game one. They got blown out by Tampa or by Toronto and the Rangers in those respective series in game one. Obviously, they've been here before, both in this series and in the finals. I just think, I just have faith that this team can bounce back. Like, I don't think, I don't put a whole lot of credence into them losing game one. Obviously, would have been better if they would have won, but I still think they're fully capable of winning the series. Um, and Vasilevsky is, I think, just will get better throughout the series. So, like I said, my drafting sportsbook pick of the week is Tampa Bay Lightning to win the series at plus 230. Shout out, DMVR. Did everybody hear that? Yeah, you have some security guards behind you. I know. <laughs> Luckily, they don't listen to me talk ever, so I'm safe. Okay. Oh, my who's God. Giving, I love that. Leah, who is giving you a hard time? Was it AJ? Oh, my God. Eric. The entire DMVR. Eric, AJ, Ali, RK, they were coming Shit. for us. Uh-oh. Yeah. I love, but I love that, Sean. Stick to your guns. Like, I know we are catching some slack, so I'm doubling down on my <laughs> take. But it is a really great value pick because, like, at this point, you might as well. It, since they lost game one, it's going to be uh, um, less odds. I don't know how what the right terminology is, but plus money um, yeah, on the lightning. Right. So if they win, like, you're going to win money. There's really no yeah. point in putting money on Colorado to win the series. They're, I think, minus 235. Um, it is, yeah, minus 285. So there's really no point um, in doing that. So if you think the Lightning are going to win the series, I would put the money on it today. Unless, of course, they lose game two, it's going to be even more. So then you can put it on there. Again, you never know what's going to happen, but there's so much you can bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We talk about it all the time. You can bet on the Cod Smythe winner. You can bet on tomorrow's game. Player props. You can do, um, I think Sean and Shane both had Vasilevsky like over how many saves he's making. And we saw the offensive output that Colorado had on him in game one. So just so much stuff that you can bet on, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh, right now. And actually it's a NHL offer on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So this week, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code PHNX can bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game. You get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final. Must be 21 or older, Arizona only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> I'm going to go upstairs here. I'm on their show in, in like in a half hour. So I might have to change. Yeah, you didn't say anything, Petey. What a great job. Uh, yeah. Ads. I'm wondering go if ads, they joined after the comments didn't come up until after I, I made my comments. So I'm wondering how do they know? It's like they detected it. It's, it's like they have a radar out. If any of us pick the lightning, it's like they immediately <laughs> appear. I know it's not good. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go before I cause you guys any more trouble. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, like, we're, getting uh, we're getting threats. Petey, I'd be worried if I were you. Well, you did. Somebody brought up Charles Woodhall. Pike brought up a good point, though. He, he yes. said, "Go Avs because the 
Coyotes need more draft picks. And yes, they do. And that's a, that's true. another third round. And who knows? Maybe that third rounder is the second line center in 2032. It could be Braden Point. Could be Braden. <laughs> you know, we'll take it. And the difference between pick 31 and 32 in this year's draft isn't so significant. We'll take the third round pick. Go Avs. We want the extra pick. We want success. We want to see a party in the DNVR bar that PD's ah. currently sitting in. So Sean wants his money. Sean, Sean and Shane want their money. We want, I want peace. I want peace with the TNVR. I don't want to get dragged. No, gonna get a truth. What if, what, what if, I was going to say, what if there's that matchup? Because maybe by then the Coyotes are playing in the Eastern Division. Like, who knows? Like, we're in the Central now. <laughs> maybe by 2032, they're in the Atlantic. And so we have an East West. You never know what's going to happen. You don't know. I think if we they're keep short teams. in DNVR, we might end up in some like just nasty lounge. That'll be our bar somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could just see that. Bar, like, guys, here, here's realignment. your bar in Queen Creek, Arizona. Uh, hey, hey. But I see that. That's the Stanley Cup final, Craig, in, in, in 2032, because they'll have added Houston, they'll have added Portland. They'll both be in the yeah. West. And Gary's got, God, we need another team in the East. How about the Arizona Coyotes? <laughs> Let's move them to the Eastern Conference. I can see it. Outdoor no bar care. only for PHX in July. <laughs> yeah, outdoor in July. Oh, good Lord. One can only hope. Truth, go out. This is an abs-friendly podcast, I promise. I promise. Oh my I know. Gosh. I got my I'm, – I'm brushing. Sean's down below going like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh well sean you can put yourself out there and cheer for the lightning and obviously i picked the lightning i stand by the pick um okay well let's get back on the road here and talk about some coyotes news because if you miss it craig published a neutral zone today on gophnx.com with some important updates on injuries free agency and more um we won't get into all of it but let's get into some injury talk and one of them is that Unfortunately, Dylan Gunther will be missing out playing in the Memorial Cup, which is a huge, huge bummer. We talked about this last week, how important and how awesome it would have been for him to play in this tournament. He will be missing it. So it's a huge bummer. Yeah, he suffered that. I know it's a knee injury in game three. Um, We got hit in the corner and it wasn't a dirty hit or anything. It was just one of those unfortunate situations. And you know, after evaluation, it sounds like he will not need any sort of procedure, any sort of surgery. It's just it's just not going to be ready in time. I don't know if he'll be able to play in the World Juniors. That's still up in the air. That's in August. But he's going to miss out on the Memorial Cup, which is just an unbelievable event. And he was he was this close. I mean, you're you're halfway through the championship series in your league and you get injured and now you got to miss out. Edmonton's a terrific team. I think, you know, I think they probably would have been in, installed as the favorite going into that tournament. With Gunther out, they're going to have their challenges. They still won the WHL title without him, but just more than anything, you just feel sorry for Dylan Gunther for missing out on this incredible opportunity. And a step farther than that, you, you go completely agree, Craig. Like for him, and it's not just him as a person and him as an athlete, it's him in his development path. Like if you're an Arizona Coyote, you want Dylan Gunther playing in important hockey games. You want him playing in meaningful hockey games, especially late in the year. Like you want him competing for a championship. I think those things are important for a player's development. So being in the Memorial Cup, which is the highlight of any Canadian junior's career, if you might, that's the, the, the you know, Shane Doan got an opportunity to play there and it's a big deal. And so for him to have, an, you know, a Canadian national, stage I think is important for his development 
And it's too bad because he was one of the leaders of that team offensively. And it's unfortunate he won't get that. Same thing about the World Juniors. I mean, that's even more so the world stage when you put on the Canadian sweater, that's a big deal. So as a Canadian, you know, a, a, an Arizona Coyote prospect, you want him to have those important competitions as he develops as a player. So it, it goes back to the question we've asked on this show over and over and over again. Does this mean that Dylan Gunther needs to go back and play another year of junior? I think so. I mean, we've all decided that we think that's best for him. Um, look, they're not going to close off the opportunity for him to make the roster if he wows them. But again, they're going to factor in. Bill, Bill Armstrong has said this over and over. We don't want to put players in bad situations. Is the situation next season going to be conducive to his growth? I mean, is he going to be playing with the type of skill he needs to play with, you know, on the top lines? It's a, it's a tall task for Dylan Gunther to make that leap and be ready for that role in the NHL right away. And for fans that sit there and go, yeah, he's a high draft pick. We really want to get him in here. I think what those two graphics showed is that it doesn't happen right now. It doesn't happen within two years of your draft year or three years. It does take time. So take some solace in the fact that it's going to take some time. And if he has a better chance to develop in the long term by being a key player on a good team in a key role, playing really important minutes, you know, top line power play, first line, all of those things make him better prepared down the road when this team is ready to make a run for the playoffs. You know, I won't say cup at this point, but but run for the playoffs. So be patient. I know it's hard to be patient. You want to see these kids and you've had what a great year um, Dylan Gunther's had. And maybe it makes the team. I mean, we're not saying it can't. I mean, we've, we've seen, you know, there are, there are other players that go, wow, in training camp and you deserve to make it. Maybe he does that. But if he goes back to junior, it's not an awful thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just path to development to get this franchise where they're really trying to get to. Absolutely. Um, some other injury updates Craig reported on pretty much besides Clayton Keller, which we'll get to in a second, pretty much everyone who was dealing with injury and besides Keller and Timmons, everyone who was dealing with injuries at the end of the season are good to go um, for next year, which is great. All healed up. Keller, we saw him walking um, perfectly fine at the Tempe city council meeting. He's not skating yet, um, but on on good progress, right, Craig? Yeah, the, everything they, they've said is positive. I, th I think that they're probably being cautious here, and they're, they're not going to put a timeline on him right now, but everything I've heard with Clayton Keller is he's, he's, he's in good shape. And Connor Timmons, just uh, Bill Armstrong told me he had to have a cleanup on the, the same knee that he injured back in November, but it's nothing major. It's, it's more a maintenance thing, so they don't sound worried about him either. And it's June. Right. Like yeah. this is, yeah. I mean, the current season's not over yet. We still got to get through the draft. We got rookie development. Like we got a long way. Like yeah. I, I think that it's good that they're, that they're being, it's cautious. good progress. It's yeah. good progress though. Yep. Like that's it, what we wanted to hear. It would have been horrible. It was like, Oh, well they had a major setback. So everything's positive on the injury front, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Now they just need to get some players. Yeah, they do. And if you look at the list of coyotes, unrestricted free agents, it's, a very, very long one. Um, actually, I'll just read them because it's insane. So this is the list of Coyotes UFAs. Strawman, Kessel, Amama, Galchenyuk, Erickson, Roussel, Beagle, Sateri, and Yaskin. And that's in Arizona. If you want to add the Tucson players, you've got Hudson Fashing and Blake Spears. And then the RFA list, you've got, and these are some significant names, Lawson Krause, Christian Fisher, Barrett Hayton, Kyle Capobianco, Cam Deneen, and then in Tucson, you've got 
Cole Holtz and Josef Kozinac, who just signed a deal over in Europe. That's a lengthy list of UFAs and RFAs. Yeah. Bill said, you know, talks going on with several RFAs at this point. It, it just sounds like, you know, they've been working on the Lawson Krauss one for, for a while. I think that's, you know, you got to go through all these iterations, all these potential deals. They 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 love Lawson Krauss. They want him back. So I think that gets done at some point. But we're also getting close to the draft. So it's possible we get to the point where they just put that on the back burner for a little bit. It's it's There's no urgency. You know, the, the qualifying date for RFAs isn't until – uh, after the draft so you've got some time with that and once you qualify them you're you're in good shape anyway some of these players of course have arbitration rights which factors into all of this um but I, I i get the sense that those deals are going to get done it's just there's a lot on bill's plate there's a lot on when i talked to him on wednesday he had been on the road for three straight weeks and he oh. like uh, this is a guy that is is definitely a grinder that that goes at it hard he sounded tired he just sounded tired yeah, so, what's that like? That must be bad being on the road for three straight weeks. Poor <laughs> guy. Yeah, look at you. I mean, you're sitting in bars. Though, like, I got two weeks to go. Relax. No, but it, but it's important because these guys that are not signed, like there's some of these core pieces. Like Lawson Krauss to me is a core piece. Like you've got to get him signed. There are some other pieces. We talk about Christian Fisher a lot on this. On the show, Christian Fisher just fits in Arizona. Now, he may not be the guy that gets you over the hump, and he's not going to be a 20-goal scorer. Great room, good leader, does things the right way, knows the system, knows the coach. I think he's a guy that that you can – I don't want to say hometown discount, but I think he's a guy – got you got to have 20 guys on the roster. So why not have Christian Fisher, a guy that you know you're comfortable with, knows going to work hard every night. Ultimately, you need to get 20 players here. And you look at the UFA list, we'll be honest. Like, a lot of these UFAs aren't coming back. Like, the, yeah. the list that that was read of the UFAs, the only one, honestly, of that UFA list that I could possibly see coming back is, is Anton Strollman. We talked about what he has been as a leader in this room. Beyond him at the UFA list, I don't know. Like, I, I just – I don't know if any of these guys are, are, will be coming back. They were all acquired for – for draft picks. I mean, that, that was yep. the reason they're here. So I would anticipate Bill Armstrong going out and doing more of that between now and the start of the season, acquiring contracts to pick up draft picks. We saw Shea Weber go to Vegas the other day, something more similar to that where they're acquiring draft picks to fill out this roster. Um, but I guess time will tell. And like you said, Craig, there's the only thing in his mind right now is that draft. He's got to get through that draft yeah. because that's where all of this starts. I mean, it's crazy to think the second through seventh rounds is three weeks from today. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. We'll have to get to it. I mean, we're not even at free agency yet. I don't think it's going to be a problem. The Coyotes have to hit the salary cap floor. They will. We've already, you know, squashed the idea that nobody wants to play here um, at the 5,000 yeah. seat arena, they do. I promise you the Coyotes will have a team and you know what? It doesn't really matter who they get because the Coyotes aren't trying to be good again this year. We, <laughs> we just spent the first 20 minutes of the show talking about winning the draft lottery and having success in the draft. And that's what this year and next year, and maybe even the year after are all about. So, you know, it doesn't matter who makes up this roster because the Coyotes aren't trying to win next year. They're not. So it, it, the UFA list doesn't really scare me as much as the RFA list. I think Lawson Krauss um, and Barrett Hayton and Christian Fisher and Christian Fisher, just for what he also brings to the locker room. And we've, you know, heard. And the to impact me, he has. Yes, to me, the <laughs> yeah. he was the, our first player we ever had on PHNX 
Coyote. Well, actually, that's a lie. Liam Kirk was the first player we ever had. Um, Christian Fisher was the first Coyotes rostered player that we ever had on our show. So, you know, friend of the program, want to see him do well. But when when that period comes, the RFA offering period, once free agency hits, we'll be able to dive a lot more into this. But, you know, it'll just be interesting to see which players on that list are part of the short-term and the long-term future. Six more months. Of I, know. I just saw that. I'm going, we got to do that again. Like again, again. But, those lonely nights in, in November Charles. and December. But, oh. but, 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 no, but, there's but. a bright side. There is the a bright side. side is that we now have the official beer, beer of pack therapy. And it's four weeks. So we, we, might I we, point out that at home games, it'll be you guys in the studio drinking the beer and I'll be, where I usually am. Well, actually, not where I usually am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you won't be in Glendale. Maybe I can hustle over to Four Peaks and do the post game. That's true. Actually, te- brilliant. Yeah, because te- Four Peaks is in Tempe. And by the way, Bob, I'm so sorry. I didn't. It was not a slight against Queen Creek. It was more a slight of how far away Queen Creek is from me. <laughs> me. It's, it's all about me, okay? Learning the thing that PD and I have already decided that it, it, it's all about us. 100%. So, <laughs> us. And by the way, Bob, I'm really close to Queen Creek. I am right on the southeast corner of Gilbert, so I'm, oh my gosh. I'm very close to Queen Creek. RIP Elevator Craig. I don't know. There might be an elevator that he still has uh, to go through. By <laughs> the way, one floor. From the first floor everybody what I, like, See what? Wow. Like, well, wait, this I is can... what happens when you're in town, PD. You get the the four peaks that's been in our office and our fridge. Fifteen pack. I'm, I'm I'm curious about a fifteen pack. That's an interesting number. Yeah, they do that in all theirs. Like when you see yeah, their sports themed like packs from Four Peaks, you know the Rattle On Rattler beer. That's fifteen. It's I, a I red ale. Suns PD. Brew. It's fifteen. Is it a red ale? Which one? The, the Diamondbacks one. Yeah, I know. That's what I have at home. Oh, I have the okay. Diamondbacks Rattle On. Yeah, too. you think I'm kidding? I got the Suns Brew. I got that at home. I got them all. Yeah, I'm a big Four Peaks guy. Way oh, yeah. before this partnership, they were my partner. <laughs> my partner in back therapy. Exactly. Now they're the official partner exactly. in back therapy. Look at Saul. Uh, Saul just showing out to, to the DNVR, the R, DNVR bar. The difference yeah. is when Saul was here at the DNVR bar, the bar was open. I know. And you can't even go tomorrow night during the game because no. you'll be working. It's a, this is so peaty. Like this is a peaty vacation. Like all oh, it's I, I waited for lunch because I was gonna eat lunch at the NVR bar, grab a couple of beers, day drinking. No, nope. no, nope. sitting here. Chairs but PD, you know what bar will be open when you're there? It I is do. Four, Peaks Four Peaks on July 7th for the PHNX Coyotes official draft party, July 7th at 4 p.m. PD and Sean will be there. The PHNX family will be there. Some special guests that we are not announcing yet will be there. It's going to be a blast. I mean, you can get Four Peaks beer. You can get the amazing food. Craig goes on and on about the chicken tenders. I need to try them still. Um, but you know what's cool wait. about Four Peaks? Four Peaks also, not just the draft party, but like if you're going to a Coyotes game at ASU, you can go to Four Peaks before because it's in Tempe. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for the draft party. There's so much fun stuff planned. Yeah, and make sure you go on the at gophnx.com and, and just RSVP. It's not charged for tickets. Just jump on. It's, fi- it's $5. Was it $5? Yeah, but you know, $5. Can we just say this for, for all the, uh, I don't know if we have any out-of-town listeners, but you might have heard the pronunciation as Tempe from certain people. What? That's not it. That's not really? it. Tempe. Seriously? Tempe, yes. I'm not going to name names, but... That's Tempe a thing. is not correct. It's Tempe. 
Tempe, oh. all right? Get that right. We, we might have to do a pronunciation guide at some point because there have been yeah, – there, there's some tricky words uh, that, that are right here in the Valley. People struggle <laughs> with some things like, like, like choya, for instance. We might have to yeah. get to that at some point. Oh, well, God. I gotta, I gotta get on this, this, this ticket thing. I, my son Jackson, who's in his early twenties and knows Tempe bars very well, probably too well. He is bringing a bunch of friends to the draft party too. So I'm kind of excited about that about a little father son drinking event. So that should. Be I fun. love it. Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm gonna so have excited. FOMO not being there, but I, Craig and I will be <laughs> yeah, calling well, in at the draft. Yes, in Montreal, but we'll be, so. but we'll be there virtually. We'll still be yeah. a big part of our draft show and the draft party. So everybody, get your tickets today it's going to be so much fun it's just under three weeks away so really can't wait and as always for four peaks 21 and over and enjoy responsibly and on the subject of pronounce pronouncing names of things um, <laughs> the coyotes have also signed some free agents one of them and let me scroll down here is milos kellerman i think milos, milos oh, kellerman excuse me yeah. milos kellerman all right. And and I've heard the pronunciation <laughs> of this second player, but I'm going to purposely say how it reads on the page so that I could be proven wrong. Yeah. Reading it on the page, minor league defenseman Ronald Knott from Czechia. Yep. That's what Ronald it. That's Knott. literally if you're reading it, how you Ronald would Knott. read English, Ronald Knott. Okay. Craig reached out to Coyotes expert on pronunciating na- pronouncing names, Redeem Verbata, for the proper pronunciation of his fellow countryman's name. Let's hear it. Ronald Knott. Ronald Knott. Ronald Knott. <laughs> Ronald Knott. <laughs> now, Craig, is this guy, what, what were our expectations of Ronald Knott? Ronald Knott is probably a minor league defenseman. He's on yeah. a two-way, so that, that's him. But Milos Kellerman? Bill Armstrong likes him. He's, he's First of all, he's big. He's a physical player. If you talk to the scouts over in Europe, the Czech League is probably the most physical league of all the pro leagues over there. And this, this guy brings it. Bill likes his compete level. He likes how hard he plays. This is a guy who could be a depth forward in their lineup. So it'll be interesting to watch his progression. But, but they do like him. I'm going to be but, very mindful this year of my predictions in training camp and who, like, hey, Kojanesh on the team. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be just... I'm going to pump my brakes a little bit before I start saying who's going to make the team until we actually get to training camp and I get to see some of these guys because I, I jumped the gun last year on several players. So I'm just going to hold off. I'm going to wait till they get on the ice. Some of these comments are really funny, by the way. Um, tempeh, what vegans eat. And then also, I like this should be the official slogan, Leah and Craig enjoying the draft while the rest of the crew enjoys drafts. Hell yeah. That's be the official I, I, slogan. Do you I'm understand like, I'm there for three and a half hours while I'm drinking? That it's last gonna, hour, picks 28 through 32 could be awful entertaining. Just saying. And that's the Coyotes are going to be picking 27 I know, that's what I mean. So you better you gotta, be ready. you got to stay tuned that late. And, oh, boy. It's going to be good. Oh if, you, if you're out of state and can't attend the draft Pace party, yourself, tune in Pace on the Tune in on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. It's going to be it's fun. Just about, it'll get over just about 8, so it's just about my bedtime. So it's perfect timing. <laughs> get it all in, get the Uber, and be tucked in by 8. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Is that all we want to talk about from the neutral zone, Craig? Because I don't want to give too much of the rest of it away because there's some good info in there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Just okay. go over to gophnx.com and read the rest. Of course, you have to be 
a subscriber in, in order to read this particular story. Yes, you do have to be a member to read The Neutral Zone. You also have to be a member to access all of our giraffe content, um, of course, which we just yesterday posted a first round flashback, which is a exclusive interview with former Coyotes and current Coyotes first round draft picks. And yesterday we posted the Martin Hansel interview for the first round flashback. He talks about his crazy, his crazy day draft story. It's really funny. Um, I was laughing watching it. Um, so kind of his lead up to the draft, his draft day, what he remembers and bonus, a two for one special Connor Murphy as well. Mm. First round flashback interview with Connor Murphy, his draft day. What yeah, sitting in the what looked like it's a, a must watch. It's yes, a must definitely watch. just see where he is for that one. Um, great info from him, what it was like attending the draft with his dad um, and more. So both of those interviews, exclusive interviews with Craig and PD, with those guys on gophnx.com. You have to be a member to watch them. We also have more draft content coming every single week up until the draft. We have prospect video breakdowns, with expert analysis as well. So all of that, become a member today at gophnx.com and sign up for an annual membership to get a shirt from the locker when you do, or you can try out your first month, just 50 cents if you want to just give it a try with all the draft content. So become a member. Um, okay, let's get into our Friday fun segments. And PD has is back for this one, so he's come prepared with his a homemade graphic? his homemade graphic. Um, Where's mine, so, buddy? Yeah, Where's you don't graphic? you don't offer to make them no. for us. I, we've already discussed this. It's about me. It's not okay. about you guys. So it's we'll let me. you go. We'll let you go first because you came with the graphic. for my binging for my yes. weekend binge. Weekend I decided binge. to go funny and light because last last week I was a little sci-fi. So I went with a couple of comedies. I went with Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David, creator of Seasons One through Eleven. I can't binge yeah. that in a weekend. Seasons One through Eleven. You can't do it in a weekend, but it just kind of sums up the way I feel my life would be if I could actually say some of these things out loud. <laughs> I would love yeah. to be Larry David because he says exactly what you're thinking. Eh. Like that would be what I would aspire to be. Um, might be a little bit of an adult content. So for the full family, you can go to Kim's Convenience on Netflix, seasons one through five. Kim Convenience takes place in a convenience store owned by a Korean family with the last name Kim in Toronto. It's a CBC show and it's seasons one Ooh. through five. And it's a family comedy. It's 20 minutes, easy to digest. It's funny. It's light. Um, and it's filmed in Toronto, so Leah needs to check it out. I'm a big Love fan that. of Kim's Convenience. So if you haven't seen it because you might not have heard of it, give it a chance. Nicholas likes Kim's Convenience. See, there you go. All right. I'll have to give it a try. Craig, what's your weekend well, binge? Here's the thing, guys. I'm probably not going to be binging much other than mountain air this this weekend because I'm headed <laughs> up to the mountains. So going to try Another it. vacation. How the hell does he do this? Hey, you know, Petey, it's... It's a, it's a work. It's, it's technically a working vacation. It is a working vacation. I will be on all the shows and have stories. Right. So, but oh, what's going on? It is security guards. They're coming for you, Petey. Uh, I <laughs> I'm all here. I do have a couple of shows though. And because I'm a father, I don't really have control of what gets watched in my house. So I just sort of give in. We're watching Shining Girls, the Elizabeth Moss series. My, my daughters wanted to watch this. And this is definitely not light viewing, by the way. It's like about a serial killer, which it seems to be a common theme in my house because my youngest likes to watch Dexter as well. So that's me a little concerned. But on the flip side of that, 
We're watching The Wizard of Paws, and you guys probably haven't heard of this. What? But this is like basically reality about a guy who makes prosthetics for animals who who, who can't walk or have no a of disabilities. And we watched the first two last night, and it's it's unbelievable. At first of all, I'm an animal lover anyway. No. But this guy, I mean, they're not just yeah, I'm gonna throw together some parts. I mean, he really crafts no. amazing prosthetics. He did it for this mini pony that had never been able to, would barely walk with these makeshift things, but could never run. And by the end of the show, you're watching this pony running in a field. And we're all like, oh. I'm I'm already crying. Yeah. It like, was literally crying now. So I like, I'm Craig. tearing up. <laughs> I can't, you keep Craig. This is a family show. I can't do that. Oh, Wizard of Paws, you gotta watch it. Okay, well, all you right. fooled me. Um, I suck at this segment so much because I say the same things every week. I'm still watching the same season of Love Island UK that I was watching two weeks ago. And you know what episode I'm on? I'm on episode 50, 5 of the same season. How many? 50? Wow. I'm on episode 50. Yeah, I might tune in tonight. Sit in my hotel in Denver. Maybe I'll crank that one up. How many no. episodes are there in a no. season? More than 50. Once every week? Like 52? No, 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 no. It's five days a week. Because yeah, so so the whole concept that makes it cool, and I'm just gonna go on for one second. Um, when it's airing like live in the UK, it's showing like that. It's like showing it live. So you you're when you're watching it in the UK, it was like okay, this was actually yesterday. It's not like The Bachelor where they film for two months and then you watch it like two months later. Mm-hmm. It's happening. So you actually like when you're watching it live in the UK, if you live there, like the audience can vote and then your vote like directly influence what's happening. It's really cool. Um, but that's why there's so many episodes because it's five days a week. It's just a lot, just a lot. So it's fun. That's what I'm going to continue binging it. I'm also going to watch this week's episode of Obi-Wan, which I haven't, I've really been liking that show a lot. So sorry that I wasn't original with my binges, but it's because I've been watching love Island UK for a thousand years. (laughs) So that's my, that's our weekend binge segment. Um, and now we're going to bring in Sean for the producer power play. Sean, what do you got for us? And you're on mute though. Um, this one is not too controversial or anything. So Craig, you can relax. Um, can't relax, buddy. My anxiety level is already high. (laughs) I just thought, I know there was, um, when you had Javier on the show, there was talk about, Essentially playing games in, in Mexico, stuff like that. The World Cup is coming here. They're all over the the, the North America, the three big countries here. So I was thinking if each of you could have a NHL game played anywhere, any location, whether it's in a cool city. I think yesterday, maybe two days ago, was the 10-year anniversary of Syracuse basketball playing a game on an aircraft carrier. Like, you could have a hockey game in any location – where would it be, and I guess a little why, and maybe what teams you would want to play there. Um, but that said, your time starts now. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll just go because this is what came to mind. Antarctica, send it. Let's go. Wow. There's, wow. There's no, there, like Mystery really Alaska? Don't... Yeah. Did you see the movie? <laughs> no. Like that. <laughs> You didn't see Mystery Alaska where no. the New York Rangers played a senior men's team in Alaska outside on a on no. The, no? 
yeah, yeah. But let's go, let's go Antarctica and we'll put Edmonton and Winnipeg because they're in the coldest places in Canada. So they're used so to I am I am seeing like a like a shelf, an ice shelf of penguins watching this game from above too, Perfect. by the way. So I've got visuals on this. Here's what I'm gonna go with because I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. We're gonna put we're gonna drop a rink right in the middle of the Shire, the set where they filmed the Lord of the Rings. And I'm gonna get <laughs> to stay in back end for a week while I cover this event. So that's well, my I, it'll be I'm the black just- and the coyotes. There's a lot of things here. First, I'd like to see him play in a really small venue on a college campus where the sight lines are. Ri- oh, wait. Never mind. Never, never mind that one. Never mind that one. Um, sticking with the ASU theme, I would love to see them play at Sun Devil Stadium with the mountains in behind them. And I'm talking about the Arizona Coyotes. So I don't care who the hell they play. They can play my son's beer league team. But if they do it at ASU Stadium with the mountains behind, a little shot of the moon. I'm there, but I just was in New York City. I wouldn't mind seeing one like a time, not time, yeah, Times Square. Like if Ooh. you could build a, a rink at Times Square, because I shut it down for all kinds of other shit. So shut it down for that. Yeah, people walking around the outside. You could watch it from the buildings, kind of like the New Year's Eve party, but you do the New Year's Eve party with the Arizona Coyotes playing the New York Rangers. Okay. Um, Charles said stars and jets on the space station. Love it. Nicholas said Moraine Lake in Canada. That is an unbelievable backdrop. I would love to see it. But also, just because I know we only have seven seconds, we got to go with Mexico. Like, we have to see this game happen with the Coyotes and maybe a team like LA or Dallas. Crushed it. That was a fun one. Perfect. Um, PD's literally standing up because he I'm has back. to leave. Me. You know what it's like to be 54 and being on an airplane in the middle seat every other day for three middle weeks? Seat. Oh, middle 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 seat. I don't book my flight till the day before. What, what, do you, what do you think I'm going to get? It's not like I'm booking three weeks out. Like I'm booking the day before. You need to talk to uh, Rick Tockett's uh, travel agent. Oh, you know, I know. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, my me. So I'm on a hard wooden stool, and I'm going to go upstairs mm-hmm. and talk. I'm going to talk to the DNVR guys, but I'm going to pretend I'm for the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell. Don't tell. <laughs> um, okay, well, we do need to wrap up because PD literally is about to run over and be on the DNVR Avalanche show. So if you want to switch over to the DNVR YouTube channel to catch him on that, you can do so, but also make sure to describe, subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube before you leave as well and follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes and like and subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast as well. Any closing thoughts before we head out today? See you next week. Yep. See you next week. All right. Well, we're back to our regular we're back to our regular schedule next week, 11 a.m. live, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and some audio on Tuesday, Thursday. Craig will be live from the mountains. Petey will be live from Tampa Bay. I'll be live from who knows where, but somewhere in the state of Arizona because I don't travel like the two of you have. <laughs> and Sean and I will just be here. Although Sean, is, Sean and I are both going out of town next month for different things, so... You know, this is what summer is because no one can stand to be in Arizona at this time of year. (laughs) Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy game two tomorrow. And we'll see you next week.